Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, Season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Atlanta Supercross Wrap-Up Sunday night. The race is uh, not even 24 hours old, and here we are recapping it on the podcast, BTOsports.com, and it's presented by... Fox Racing, uh, thanks to the guys at Fox Racing for coming on board. The global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Roxon, the winner of Atlanta, he wears Fox. Uh, Ryan Dungey wears Fox. Jimmy Dakotas, the ripper, he wears Fox. And uh, make sure you check out their uh, foxhead.com to look at their 360 racewear. Airspace goggle, instinct boot, and uh, adult and youth sizes uh, alike for everything. And uh, go, to the, go, go to the internet and visit, or go to the local, local authorized Fox dealer. And, of course, btosports.com. What more can you say about these guys supporting the sport for a long time now? BTO Sports KTM team of Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, and anything you need for your bike or body. they got OEM parts as well, and uh, some of the best tire prices around. Check them out, btosports.com. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself money. All right, let's get to this Atlanta Supercars. Lots to talk about. Man, was there uh, some happening stuff in the Georgia Dome. Joining me on this podcast, as usual, the RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, former top privateer in the sport, uh, friend of Chad Reed, friend of Tim Ferry, Tim, friend of Sebastian Tortelli, the Jason Thomas. What's up? I've never been introduced as friend of. Well, maybe before, but that was, uh, I feel like he covered me quite well. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm trying to add different career accomplishments as we friend go Friend to the stars. Yeah, no, that would have worked too. Yeah. I'm like uh, a Kardashian. I, I like, would like not to really done anything. Like You're just kind of a you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's friends with this guy. I'm like I'm like uh, Kato Kalen. <laughs> you are kind of good point. You are Kato Kalen, a moto. <laughs> um, I'd like to see you shoot out like MXA style, shoot out Reed, Tortelli, and Ferry from like uh, track facilities, temperament during the day, practice partner. A uh, number of times uh, they were dependable. A number of times they got angry. Uh, good looks, of course, um, and things like that. I like to see you shoot them out and see exactly who came up on top of all your years of riding riding buddies. Do a little rankings. Yeah. 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 Okay. We we'll work on that. Chad would probably win in uh, um, guy I never saw all day, except for when he's on the track. Uh, at the races, you mean, or at home? No, during the day. Like whenever I would go with you, I've been with you to Chad's practicing and. He's a very busy guy. He gets off his bike and lots, uh, yeah, lots, lots of I, phone calls. When you guys are there, it's different. When I'm there with him, I, I'm in the shop with him the whole time. But whenever you guys are there, I, you know, he's kind of doing his own thing. And oh. he has his own program. But it's a little right. bit different when it's just us. All right, Atlanta Supercross, let's get to that. Uh, Wygant, the track, um, it was tough, man. Like, I, uh, Of course, you know, every depending on how a rider does at the end of the night, sometimes they're like, that's the gnarliest track ever because they struggle or whatever. 
Um, but there was some people that uh, uh, told me after the race, like, it broke down ruddy, crappy. There was some head shake. Um, whoops were tough. They were big. Guys were jumping through them at the end of the night. I liked it. I thought the track was uh, really, really tough. Kind of like how I say uh, Blake Wharton is not inconsistent in the normal inconsistent way. He's not like a crasher, but it's just like it's different. Like sometimes he gets first and sometimes he gets fourth and sometimes he gets seventh. You just never know what you're going to get. The definition of what makes a track tough is really hard to define. Like some guys thought it was tough, but that made it good. And some guys thought it was, or should I say, some guys thought it was shitty and that made it good. And some guys thought it was just shitty. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not going to name any names, but he, he works for... They were Scott. all saying the same thing, but they had a different interpretation of what that meant, if it was good or bad. I was at the end of the night, there was a guy named Schmon Schmoles. He works for Scott Goggles. And he was like, that's a joke, man. There's not, no, these guys weren't even racing out there. The track was so shitty and so broke down. And I thought to myself, that's awesome. That's not what we need every week. But it's fine to make these guys look a little mortal, a little human, and have some trouble out there. I mean, generally, they're they're superhuman. And, JT, this was one of those times. It was almost like an outdoor track at times out there. Yeah, it was pretty beat up. Um, Are you okay yeah. with this, though? Are you fine? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I, I know your feelings on it. You want variety and different dirt and different conditions and all that kind of stuff. And, honestly, as a as a spectator now, I'd, I'd like to add <laughs> alligator pits and uh yeah, let's have some crazy stuff out there. You know, like if you make a mistake, you get run over by a huge boulder. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, make it like Indiana Jones out there. Yeah, yeah. Have like, um, um, you know, like Frogger, where you got to get across the lane? Yeah. They should have a lane where a cement truck just goes back and forth. Yeah, just uh, they could actually start taking the dirt out of the stadium mid-main event. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to stop. Or... Right, and the track would change because the dirt would be gone the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You stop and avoid the oncoming cement truck, or maybe you right. make it like Frogger. You know, maybe you don't. Um, well, you got to decide when you're going to push for it and when not. You know, some, yeah. some laps you may have it, some you don't have to stop, and Brock really t- get crazy out there. Brock Tickle may or may not have felt that way this weekend, <laughs> and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I, I liked it, man. The guys, hey, by the end of the main event, JT, there were some guys at the back of the 450 field. They were just riding around. They were tired and struggling, and I mean, some good names, some big names. Yeah, I think the track took took a lot out of the guys this mm-hmm. weekend. I, you know. You see the tracks a lot these days that are the conditions don't change at all, and they get in their rhythm, and they just knock out the 20 laps. And, you know, I don't want to say it's easy, but yeah. it's not as tough as this weekend for sure, and you could really see the difference. The guys were laboring pretty badly at the end of the race. I thought it was uh, – Bogle told me this after the race. He said, man, like last weekend's track was tough because you really had to be careful to hit your marks. You couldn't give it too much gas. It was so slippery and so crappy, and you really had to uh, – um, you know, really try to, it was tough to focus and concentrate for, for 15 laps to, to ride consistently. And he said this week was the same way, but it was totally different. It was, uh, you know, you had to make sure you got to the whoops every week, every, every lap. And then, uh, you know, by the end, most guys were just jumping. And then he said it was ruddy. And Will Hahn told me he got some head shake landing off a triple. Like, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough one. I think most of the time the riders, as I always make the joke, every rider says, I want to try this more difficult because that helps separate because every rider seems to think they will be separating by pulling away from every other rider. <laughs> yeah, Although yeah. 50% of the time that means it's going to help someone pull away from you. Yeah, no, no rider uh, goes, hey, I want to really separate, uh, get a tough track and separate so I can go backwards. Yeah, I want it to be easier actually because if it's really difficult, I suck and I'll actually get worse. 
Like, everyone thinks it's going to help them. But, okay, so this maybe wasn't technical in the standpoint of there was something that was unbelievably hard to jump, but it ended up being technical just because it did break down. So I feel like you were kind of getting what you were asking for. Maybe it wasn't in the traditional form, Mm -hmm. but in the end, it definitely did provide some separation. I mean, those whoops, I think guys were probably gaining a second or two per lap, and then the next lap, yeah. it would flip. Yeah. Like, no one was going to the whoops the same every single lap. I mean, that's, that's a separator to me. No, no, so for sure. We, we, did a, uh, we did a Fox uh, Airspace Goggle pre-race report um, on Pulp MX. We do it all, every week. Check them out. Um, and this week we had Andy Boyer with us. Uh, but we all thought, JT, that it was raining yellow. And perhaps early in the main, it still looked okay, but... Oh, I think if if he didn't fall, it would have been raining yellow without he, a doubt. He looked good. Yeah, all day. I and I don't think this was indicative of him doing anything stupid or whatever. He just made he fell over. Yeah. But man, he he lost a lot of points last <laughs> night, and you can't do stuff like that. Like, doesn't it could have happened to anybody? Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like he just went nuts and crashed his brains out or anything. But no. he had a little momentum going. And then he just gave back a ton of points last night. Well, it's and look, it, it's the same old uh, Stewie crash, stiff forks, loses the front end, washes out. It's yeah. I know I've been the guy saying, oh, he's different, this and that, but that was a that was a Stewart crash, JT. Well, yeah, and yeah. you're you're talking about a turn where traction was everything. You could see guys how how early they were braking to just to try to stop there and mm-hmm. not lose the front. And yeah. he obviously has one of the stiffer front ends, and it's. The same storyline that's been for years. We've seen him lose the front end over and over and over in his career, and it bit him again last night. You know, it's the same the same thing that lets him go so fast at times. But there's that, you know, one or two or three races a year where it bites him, and that's what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good though all day long, Weege, until then. Yeah, it wasn't even just that he was faster than everyone else. The track was so challenging, but to him, it didn't look like it. Yeah, it didn't look like he was struggling. Everyone else, he was just putting in one clean lap was tough, but. I mean, this is the problem. This is, yeah. I know, like I said at the beginning of the year, I think it's a misinterpretation that people think Stewart always crashes because he's always doing something nuts. It's always because he's trying to jump something crazy or going too hard. Or A lot of the crashes are just like, what? What? Yeah. Just a tip over, a washout. Like you said, specifically the washout happens a lot. It's these minor things, but there you go. Uh, think of how different the series is going to look and – because of another one of these in Anaheim 1, he already doesn't have a margin of error to play with in the points. And I, who's to say that it's going to happen at least one more time in the whatever eight races that are left? So that's what makes it hard to bet on him for a title. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, uh, and he had that secret line. He jumped to a triple off the tabletop, too, in the practice, last up of practice. I was looking forward to seeing if he was going to do that. But anyways, let's uh, – before we move on from, from Stu and how good he looked and all that, and we'll talk about the guy who actually won the race, JT, he took a long time to get going, huh? Like, yeah, um, I, 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 what was it? Was kind of weird. I mean, I guess, you know, if you're him, you're, I don't know, maybe that's three points or something, but I don't know. He just felt, felt like he took a long, long time to get going. Yeah, who knows? I mean, he could have, he could have hit his head or, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he went front end first there, so there's no telling, but I agree. He, he was messing with something on the front end of his bike, like on the bars, like lever or something was going on there. But, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the result, and he got 11th, right? Yeah. You have to think if he got, you know, just just 
you know, if you're watching it, you're like, okay, that's maybe five seconds, maybe ten seconds that he could have gotten going sooner, so you move that up, and he could have gained some more points there. So who knows? It probably won't come down to that or anything in the championship, but those yeah. are times where, man, if you're two or three points down, you could have maybe got those back right there. Yeah. Uh, Roxon uh, got a second win of the year with a with a nice move. Uh, it looked at one point we like like Villapoto had this thing. He was stretching it out a little bit, like maybe maybe two to three seconds, four seconds at one point, and Roxon kind of reeled him back in. I don't know if you noticed, but our guy Andy Boyer left. He left. Yeah, he left. He left. He was going to drive back all the way to Charlotte um, Saturday night with his plan. So I think he left maybe on lap like. Thirteen or so, because it was over. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he might. I don't know if he caught it, like you know, before he finally got out of there. Uh, but uh, it did seem for a while like, hey, it's uh, yeah, it's over. Yeah, I'm gonna win. It's uh, interesting because uh, I made a joke halfway through the main week. I'm like, wow. I mean, you know, Villapoto's in shape, and he, you know, the training program he's on with his trainer and everything. I mean, he's just gonna pull away from Kenny just because you know he trains harder than you know. And w- oh wait a minute! Yeah, wait a minute! No, no, Kenny's been yeah. doing the exact same thing. So uh, it's all like it's just irresistible force versus the immovable object. Like two guys that are buddies, trained the same guy, and uh, you know um, they weren't going to wear down. It has kind of been. We, we've said this quite a bit so far this year. It has been. This has been the way it has gone for Roxon. He's doing so well, yet he continually is not the story. I mean, how many minutes did it take for us to even say Ken Roxon's name? Uh, 12 minutes. 12. 12 minutes. Yeah. So, Stewart looked good. You know, you thought Villapoto was going to somehow recover and win. Uh, we have a whole bunch of other hijinks, which I'm sure we'll be talking about in this show. Uh, Reed was out. Like, you just think yeah. of all the news, and Barsha was out, all the stories and things that we're buzzing and talking about. And, like, the fifth thing on the depth chart is Roxon wins again. And, by the way, he's only, what, nine points behind? Like, this is legit right now. Um, yeah, I have a question. So if you're Villapoto uh, and you have a choice between your, at this point, your biggest competitor for this championship is Ken Roxon, which I think everyone agrees on, or you could pick a guy that you're not close with at all, James Stewart, Dungey, whoever, who would you rather be going against? Would you rather it be a guy that you know how good his program is, you know everything about what he's doing, how hard he's working, how prepared he is, blah, 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 but you know that he's going to race you clean, and all that, or would you rather be going against a guy where you don't know what his program's like? Maybe it's not as good, or maybe you don't think as much of him, or whatever. What What's your, you know, kind of what say you on that? Which, who do you think he would rather be going against for this title? Well, I can tell you, I'm almost positive Villapoto personally, not me, but him. I feel like he's never going to say this, but he was seemed pretty happy at the end of this race. Uh, I think he's pumped the way it's gone. I mean, we'll get to this, I'm sure, in a bit, but in practice, he was off, man. So I, you have to wonder what was running through his mind at, say, 5 p.m. Stewart wins two in a row, closing in in points, absolutely destroying everyone in practice. Filippoto couldn't even get into the top five in either session. And then three hours later, Stewart lost a whole bunch of points, and you nearly win. I think, I think he's like, this is awesome. I'll deal with Kenny. That's fine. The Stewart thing... As good as Villapoto is, I think even he has to know, man, Stewart on a roll is a force you really don't want to have to deal with. So Villapoto was all smiles at the end of this one, and I think that's why. JT, you, you've been talking about a few weeks uh, about uh, you think Villapoto's been a little too nice and 
and because it's Kenny and he, you know, costing himself some points in time, and but he's not moving up as fast. Did you see anything on Saturday night to make you change your mind or or to uh, reinforce that theory between the two guys? Well, the situation was a little different this weekend because. Both of them got to the front really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Roxon wasn't that close. And then Villapoto missed a triple and, and Kenny got by. Yeah. And then Villapoto was really never that close either. So I never really saw anything this weekend that would reinforce it. You know, I had some people tweeting me saying that they kind of felt that this weekend that they were both waiting on each other. But I really never saw either of them even put a wheel on each other. Like, they yeah. never even got close enough to try anything. So... Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was holding him back at all. I, you know, maybe one of them would have pushed harder if it was somebody else, but I felt like both of them were kind of going as fast as they could the whole time, and nobody could really even even try to pass each other other right. than the one big mistake that Villapoto made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't And Ro- Roxon handed it to him first. Like, Roxon made the mistake first. But yeah, with the finish line. Right. right. So it was kind of the same pass twice each way. Guys were telling me that finish line t- turn was right down to the plywood, and like it was really shitty. It was, it was, you had to tiptoe around it because the berm, there was no berm. It was a weird corner, down to the pave, down to the plywood, and guys were like, ah, that 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 turn sucked. So I had a few of those, a few different people tell me that. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, I think JT's right. Weege, um, this we're seeing some separation. Like Stu lost a lot of points now. Maybe it's a two-man race now. Is it still too well, early? I think what it sets up is, obviously, if you're, you would still have to put the smart money between Villapone and Roxon on the guy who's done it before, and he's got nine points. But now you're with Reed out, Stewart's teetering, Barsha's not going to win this title now. You're like The numbers keep getting eliminated. It is now down to if, let's say, something tragic happens to Villapoto. You know, he gets hurt. I mean... It's almost going to be Kenny's title to lose at that point, mm-hmm. and that's that's a serious threat yeah. right there, like um, right in it. Dunge too is only eleven back of of Kenny, like yeah, you know, yeah, he's he, there too, and he had yeah. the one point. He had, he had the DNF. Yeah. Uh, so with Dunge and a lot of these guys, I guess you have to. Some people were floating the idea that you know everyone's going to have one bad race. Dunge already had his with the bike problems, um, uh, so if you. If you consider that, then Dungey's right in it. I don't think. But uh, right now, it seems like everybody's had bad luck, and it's Roxon ready to capitalize if something were to happen to Villapoto. Yep. I feel like we don't talk enough about Dunge on this thing. We often we often just gloss over him. So let's touch on him a little bit. Third place. Uh, didn't let those guys get too far. Um, he was right there if some shit went crazy. Um, he's had a typical Ryan Dungey season. He's, he had his longest podium drought, four races. He broke that last week in Dallas. But what what kind of season has he had, JT, do you think? I mean, to me, it's really – I know we talked about Angry Dungeon and all that, but it's the same old – it's the same old Ryan. I don't see I, – I just, I just want to see more, but yet it's awesome what he's got. He's an incredible rider, but yet he leaves us wanting more a little bit. I don't well, know. Well, I think, I think there's – and I, I'm purely speculating, obviously, but – it seems like at the beginning of the year he was going with this this new approach. He was going to be really aggressive and try to make moves all the time. And, and if somebody was in the way, I'm punting him out of the way. And then that wasn't going so well. And we saw him crashing and making mistakes and throwing races away and all this stuff. And, and we haven't seen that lately from, from what I've been watching. Mm-hmm. We've seen more of the standard Ryan Dungey approach where give it all you have, make solid moves, be you know, 
not do anything stupid though, and then you finish on the podium a lot, or you know, top five every yeah. time, etc. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like whether it's been a conscious decision to or not, he's kind of gone back to that and hoping, you know, hoping that something happens to the guys in front of him, but he's also not making that big mistake either. So it's just something that I've noticed, and I, I don't even know that that's the decision that they've made, but it just seems like it's played out that way. I, I could see him, Weege, going winless this year. Because you know Stu will be back. You know, RV and Roxon. Like, he may go winless. Well, when we had our preseason podcast, you know, I said that Dungey doesn't really win a ton of races right. for the level he's usually at. You know, he usually wins one or two a year, and I think most seasons are, like you said, this is almost kind of typical. He'll be in the hunt almost every week, and one week out of 17, he'll get a whole shot and things will work out, or one week out of 17, you know, mm-hmm. that track could have bit Kenny and Ryan one more time, and yeah. he would have won. So I say that once or twice, that'll work out in his favor. Um, so I do think he'll win, but I don't think that the fact that it looks like he could potentially go winless is actually that crazy. I think most, yeah. the 2011 season, he only won one race. He just pulled a whole shot in Toronto and won. It's the same type of thing I could see happening any one of these weeks, but maybe only one of them. He only won one race in 2011? Yeah, defending champ. I had no idea. One win. Oh, okay. One win. And that was, uh, we, we took some heat for that, but that was our point. Like Everyone's like, oh, his chain came off, give him those points back, and we're yeah. like, yeah, but... He had 16 other races, and he won one of them. It's just yeah. sometimes you got to give it a little more. Um, Will Hahn, fourth place. And what a, like a good, solid fourth place. Fast all day, JT. In the main event, he, he kind of, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he lost the tail of Donge a little bit, and he was ahead of uh, the Brayton, Justin Brayton, um, Tickle, Alessi thing. So he kind of rode by himself, but he was good. Fourth place, career best for Wilbur. Uh, great ride. Heat yeah. race was really impressive. I couldn't tell if James was just yeah, kind of cruising or what the deal was, but Will rode away from the guys behind him and up to James. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really, really good. Uh, I didn't kind of see it coming just because he's been struggling, and I know he's been pretty beat up. But, man, uh, congrats to him. He rode awesome. Yeah, no, it was good. And, um, yeah, don't you think, like, uh, I, I think that I, I wrote about this a couple weeks ago. It's got to feel good. And Will would never admit this. He's a great guy. But it's got to feel good, Weech, for him to beat Tomac. Oh, I never – that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> I feel like everybody's been beating Tomac. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit. But uh, if you're Wilbur, you're in the same truck, production-based bike. Uh, Tomac's the golden boy and all this, and you're beating him. And I think Tomac eventually will turn the tables and beat Eli Tomac. But right now, at this point – Wilbur's looking at the Geico guys going, you got yourselves a hell of a deal, boys. You know? So, that's got, it's good. I, don't think, I think Tomac is so far off the back right now that I don't think he can, you can even use that as a yardstick. Why, I think why is he so far off the back? I got fourth. Why is he so far off the back? a hell of a deal. What's that? Why is he so far off the back? What's going on? Well, he is, uh, I, I think, he I think is, we have uh, to bring out the panic button talk again. Four, Are we gonna, when, when do we have to start discussing this? He's four races into his, uh, you know, I mean, I give him a couple races to get up to speed. And, uh, yeah, not, not working out. When does panic time come in? When does this become serious? I don't know. I mean, I think coming into, you know, he got hurt at the first race, so it took all the pressure off, or not that there really was a lot of pressure, but championship-wise, I don't know that there's a panic button. I just think he's probably really pissed off. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think... 
as far as him having a deal and all that kind of stuff, there's really nothing on the line for them other than they're just got to be really frustrated over there. Um, yeah, it, it is. And he told me he was hoping for a good night so he would not have to go to California to test. Yeah. I'm betting he's on that plane. Yeah, and, and the only reason I say no panic button is because what are they – there's nothing really to lose, per se. Right. You know, I know every weekend you have expectations and there's, you know, a lot of money on the line, and et cetera, et cetera. But as far as, oh, if we have another bad weekend, okay, so what, you know, when it really comes down to it. I just think they're probably over there. Everyone's just getting really sick and tired of struggling is probably more than anything. And what about – I don't you? think that oh. four races you'd be worried for sure. Like four races is almost nothing. But, I, I mean – I would just think in a certain amount of weeks, you have to be like, okay, I'm not even getting top tens. What the hell is wrong? You know, I don't know. Yeah. At some point along the way, you have to start getting a certain. Well, one I, thing I was thinking about today, though, when he crashed at Anaheim 1, in practice that day, wasn't he right in there? Yeah, time yeah, yeah, I think he was third. I think. Right, and he hasn't been since. So that may be a little side relief, like, okay, when he was on even footing of everyone else, right. he, um, the speed was what, there. I know Mathis is... Uh, Tri-tip is, is very important to him, but I think you could look down that path a little bit and see, get a little bit of light on the situation because I, I keep hearing it over and over from different people, the complaints about that. So hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Trey Kennard, bro. Litmus test. Trey Kennard. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, it's a good ride. Barsha, let's touch on Barsha. Went down in the – I guess he went down twice. I only saw one, but – did he? Oh, you know what? No, no. I saw both. He went down early, like in the first second lap. He, first lap of the first practice or first second practice. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, he goes down Kyle, with Kyle Chisholm, kind of Jackson, and then second practice comes out big header in the whoops, pulls out for the night with a knee injury, home race, uh, got, coming off his first podium, and it's not going to help. Weege, this is not going to help that situation. It was a little weird because remember he actually did get up and do a few more laps after that crash. Yeah. Do yeah, you, do you think he's? Was, do you get an indica- indication from the Honda guys that this could be a, a long-lasting knee injury? No, no, I, re- I really, honestly, didn't get much of an indication at all, so right. I shouldn't really speculate in either direction. Um, I mean, I was over there just to see. I didn't expect him to not be racing. I mm-hmm. went over there just to see what the deal was. Like, are you beat up at all, or did yeah. you just get totally lucky? And he was there getting kind of worked on, but a lot of guys are getting whatever massaged or whatever before the race, even when they're not by a doctor. Hurt. By a doctor. By a uh, doctor, yeah. yes, by a doctor. Okay. And then uh, Dan's like, is he in there? And I'm like, yeah, but he's getting worked out. I'm not going to interrupt him. And he's like, well, we're pulling him out of the race. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're pulling him. It, it, again, I don't want to speculate too much, but it almost seemed more like the team was just playing on the side of caution. Like, maybe it's not that bad, but they were like, it's just not worth it. You're not on the yeah. title. Just take the night off. Well, um, he's supposed to test this week um, up in by his house. Whole Honda team's going, so. I need. We need to find out if they're there or not. You know what I mean. That would be the see how he is doing. If the whole team just scrapped the testing plans or not. So, and six time is coming to town. Yeah, six, yeah, six time was going to put the hurt locker on. Mm-hmm. Um, Bang oh, some heads, he said. That's what he told me. What did he say? Bang some heads. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Um, uh, Justin Brayton. I didn't get to talk to him after the race, but good solid ride by him. Fifth place. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Uh. Michael Lessie, sixth place, season best. Quiet night for Lessie. Yeah, yeah, very, you know. Uh, pulls the whole shot in the main event and gets a sixth. Holds off Brock Tickle. Um, 
Good night for Alessi Weech. Yeah, I think, you know, if you want to draw up uh, for, you know, everybody has goals and expectations, you know, I'd say that uh, for Mike, that's pretty much the ideal uh, night of the Supercross. Yeah, really, right? That whole shot leads some laps, gets six. <laughs> what more is there to talk about? Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought at one point, I told you, Weech, I said uh, we saw Davalos win. Um, the the world's, the universes and worlds are turned upside down. Yeah. And now Michael Lessie will win this main event. Oh, man. It, it, <laughs> I don't even know, man. Okay. I don't even know. I mean, is it even related in any way, shape, or form? I guess we're going to discuss this whole thing top to bottom, but is it a complete coincidence that he, that was his best main event of the year by far? Best main event probably in years by far. Is that related? Or is that a coincidence? I don't know. JT, do you think that has anything to do with the whole drama? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't think it does. But I don't see how it could, but what a coincidence. Right. His finish in the drama, you mean? Like, yeah, the drama and then had his best race of the night. Like best No, race. I don't think so. I think you just got a good start. And he really, really, his main event, other than the first six or eight laps, I didn't think it was that great. I really didn't. Yeah. But, you know, he put himself in such a good spot at the beginning of the race, that it, it worked itself out for him. But, man, he dropped back in a hurry. Once once he pulled the shoot and kind of gave up the ghost on the lead, well, <laughs> he went backwards in a hurry. Han, after the race, was like, did you see that? Did you see? He he, he went to the outside. He just let me by. He moved to the outside. Yeah. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was shaking his arm at one point. Like, I got arm pump or something. Um, let's talk about the move in the heat race. It was for the final transfer spot. He got uh, he took out Brock Tickle. Um, I don't know what Timmy Ferry saw, by the way. I, 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 I feel baffled. But Tim Ferry also has sent a few texts that we wonder about over over the years. So, um, four grand and probation. JT, do you agree with? First of all, do you agree? I mean, we all agree. We all agree the move was ridiculously stupid and dangerous, right? We all agree with that. Please tell me we do. Uh, yeah, I've watched it. As many times as I possibly can where I'm just, okay, there's not anything left to see in this. I've seen everything there is until I find some more angles. You know, somebody releases more angles on it. And, you know, I've listened to what Red Dog says where his foot came off. And, and I, you know, he did clip the hay bale, whatever. The only thing, the smoking gun to me on this thing, and this is obviously just my opinion. I'm not the, you know, I don't have any authority in this. But the smoking gun to me is just that he accelerated at the last second. Right. There, there is absolutely no reason that I can possibly come up with why you would touch the throttle in that situation unless you're doing it on purpose. When, absolutely not. Yeah, when you, you see, you're seeing you're going to collide with a guy, and, you're, you, you know, if you, and if, let's say he doesn't accelerate and he still hits Brock, it's better, right? It's better. Because like, then he's like, oh, shit, I went too far in a corner. I'm, grab brakes, grab brakes. Oh, I hit Brock. You know what yeah, I mean? that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if it was an accident, there's no way you would ever, ever, ever consider touching the throttle. Okay, but let's get back to my first question. Uh, four grand probation for the year. Weege, do you agree? I, I'm not going to name any names, but I was talking to a guy. He's got a lot of tattoos. Used to run Moto Triple X. So spoke with him this afternoon. <laughs> he he does not. I mean, he thinks. Jordan this, Burns? I'm not going to name names. He thinks that the four grand is a joke. Like, and 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 truthfully, uh, I got the purse money, and we could really get in trouble with this purse money stuff. But uh, Mike won uh, twenty seven eighty on the weekend. Um, so my, the the guy who I cannot name said four grand's a joke. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It, you need to find him. You know, 
uh, $20,000 or something that really really hurts. But So they, they're not in favor of that, the team that was affected. Do you, Weege, agree with that? I mean, it's so unbelievably blatant um, that I would think, yeah, the, sh- the penalty should be harsher. However, the problem here is, the, you know, in any law, there's always precedent, right? And there's virtually no precedent as usual because they almost <laughs> right. usually they don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like lately they've been a little more aggressive about giving riders a talking to or probation or whatever. But I, I think ironically, if you want to look at the history of harsh penalties, um, I think the only name that's practically in the book at all is Michael Lessie. Yeah. Is, he's like is the this only the biggest fine they've ever handed out? Uh, no. Um, didn't Hanny get... No, maybe Hanny didn't get anything. Yeah, I don't... I, no, he got fined. Got full-on DQ'd from the last round, the, the Tedesco kill switch round. Got full-on DQ'd. Um, they were not allowing him to be named Rookie of the Year. It cost him second in the standings, and he got third instead. I think that's... Has there ever been something quite that harsh? Full-on, you're disqualified. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Vince Free's got a well, black flag this year, but it's a, that's a black flag as opposed to, at the end of the day, we're taking both motos you raced well, and pretending Mike, that never happened. Mike got, they, didn't let, they didn't let Freeze race the next weekend either. He he what? showed up. He showed up to race. No, and they said this year. No thanks. You're not racing. We just talking this year. Okay, this year. No, this year he oh, raced. Oh, Freeze had one of those. Oh yeah, uh, 2011. Wow, I didn't even know that. Maybe 11 or 12. Okay, I think it was pretty sure it was 11. Um, please tell me he wasn't racing for Moto Concepts at the time. He might have been. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was. He he took me out. That was when I had the altercation with him at Dallas. Then he got on a probation, and then he took out Canary incredibly bad and we happen to have it on our film because they were right behind burner and we're kind of like okay you know he's on probation what are you guys going to do about this and they didn't let him race the following weekend well okay let's let's keep it back on track though okay um, and ju- yeah. i wanted to add to the alessi thing that you were talking about at glen helen uh i had the same manager for a few races as he did and she told me that losing second place in the series cost him about 130 grand in bonuses that year yeah well sure it did. and mike got and my course mike Mike got his points taken away at Washougal for Jeff Jeff's actions, right? So there's very little precedent, and whatever precedent there is is practically Mike, all Mike. Okay, so <laughs> do we think do we think that the RCH guys are correct in thinking this should be more, JT, or, or are you okay with the punishment? Well, I just don't know. That's why I was asking if it's the biggest fine they've ever handed out because I don't know. What they're, you know, they've they've made these threats that they're going to start finding people fifty grand and stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember these that these happened in the early in the year. Do you remember that? No, I don't. But that's laughable, right? Yeah, they said if you get in the if you cause the race to be ruined or you screw something up or blah blah blah, right. we'll we'll find you guys fifty grand or whatever. So I'm just trying to figure out if that's the biggest fine ever because I think they took it pretty seriously. I just don't know what they consider serious. You know, if they right. start. If they just blow everyone out of the water. Yeah, you're fined twenty grand. That would be so much more than they've ever fined anyone ever. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I don't know how they could justify that either. Um, it's funny. Swiss That's the whole problem. It's precedent. That's the issue. Like if they've never fined anyone more than fifteen hundred bucks before, you can't just go to fifty. All yeah. Right. It's a, um, yeah. Swiss Corps did a good job on Pulp MX. He put and it's funny because immediately my, my some people on my Twitter timeline brought up the DV Kevin Windham thing at Phoenix and the Reed Stewart thing. In Atlanta, not even close. Okay, yeah. So my memory being what it is, I wasn't exactly sure. Swisscore went on Pulp MX and pulled all three. Cla- yeah, 
Um, neither one of those were anything close. Like the, no. they, they were, they were dirty or not even dirty, borderline dirty. Not as bad as what Michael Essie did to Brock Tickle, no doubt. And Tickle had was was on it all day long, thir- qualified third, I believe, and was looking great and caught Mike from the way behind. And uh, I mean, he's lucky he didn't get hurt. The team had to change out. Had a hole in the case in the cover and uh, broke a sensor, a handmade sensor that they had made, and like the team figures they have some costly damage uh, to the motorcycle, like dollar wise. And they're like, "Look, like never mind the rider safety. We've this guy's hurt us financially now. We have to rebuild this bike." And yeah, that's never going to happen, though. I mean, I, no, but yeah, okay. Do you want me to sue James Stewart for landing on me and <clears throat> no, 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 but sixty thousand dollar knee surgery? You know? No, no, yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, like it's. But um, okay, so the you know people people want Mike Mike's head on the stake. They want him banned and all this stuff. I, I'm going to take the other approach. I want I want Jeff back in. I want more Alessis because this is, I mean, this is awesome. Like you want more Alessis out there? I think so. You want Tony to race? I uh, think, there's only there's only I think Jeff, Mike, Jeff, and Tony. Jeff should be back in racing. I think Tony should you know. Step up a little bit. Um, Would Tony have to go through the road to Supercross though? Because I don't think mm, he has any well, qualifications. He, I, I think he used to race eighties back in the day, and he wasn't a bad guy, like bad racer. So maybe his past laurels will get him in. You know, Tony raced eighties. Yeah, Tony was like a a, a pro in the eighties. No, or on eighties. On eighties. Oh wow! So yeah, you're yeah. going to go off of his Loretta or his eighty cc? Yeah, like prowess like uh, uh, um, to get him in there. Yeah, like just I'm just saying, just to to because look, and then Jeff Alessi, his brother, who should really n- step away from a computer. Like they should not let him with access to a computer. He is his own worst enemy. He, I mean, he goes on and tries, you know, tries to talk about politics, and it's it's fine. It's an aggressive racing. I mean, look, the, Jeff, stop. Vital. I, he he really should delete his vital account. Um, but uh. It's amazing. The move, I, I, it's, I, I like Mike. I think Tony and Mike Genova, I got problems with them. They don't let me interview their riders, and I'm not a fan of things they did, they're, what they're doing to me because I reported on this kid shining a laser. But bottom line, the 800, Michael Essie, I text with him. I like him. He works hard. He tries hard. But there's just, when you look now, you have, the Glen Helen thing, you have uh, Washugal Lasergate thing. The team is on. I think the team's still banned from outdoors. I don't even know. We think they are. Um, they they got kicked out. They they may not even race this year. The U.S. Nationals. Now they're on. Now Mike is on probation, and he's been fined for like. It's getting hard, Weege, to to say like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Because that was a serious move. I mean, he could have hurt Tickle. Yeah, I think if anything comes out of this, I, I think you're hitting the nail exactly on the head. And a lot of the stuff, I think Mike has worked hard. He's been a pretty humble guy in most of his interviews through the years. There's a pretty big body of work for Mike. Kind of not being a jerk that, that I think people were really trying to separate. Like, too bad for Mike, his dad's crazy, or his brother's crazy, or, or you know, he, he didn't have anything to do with the laser gate. I think he was almost becoming a little bit of a sympathetic character. And if they say choose to race in Canada, not the U.S., I think you would have heard people say, oh, that's too bad for Mike. He, he could get podiums here and there, but the team is not going to give him that opportunity. But after this, 
there is no longer an innocent card that you can play. Like, you could even potentially say, hey, that Tedesco thing, he was young. They, you know, mm-hmm. people got yeah. in his head and told him what to do. He was programmed to do yeah. that. You yeah. might be able to, but this one, come on, he's what, 25 years old? He's been racing for almost 10 years as a pro. Uh, yeah. You do this, it's on you. You get no sympathy at all for anything else anyone else does. Uh, you. Um, JT, he could have really hurt Brock's leg if he had hit the leg. Like, well, like yeah. That was... He could have hurt him when he hit his leg. He yeah, could have hurt him when right. he flipped, you know, right. 10 feet through the air, yeah. landed off the track. I don't know. I, I really I like Mike. I, I really do. And I do, too. He wears X-Brand goggles. I just don't understand I, I, I don't, I, what happens. It's like 99% normal, hardworking kid. And then one percent crazy, like just absolutely. What were you doing? What was that? Right. Why would you ever do that? Right. And I, I don't get it. It's you're. It's like we said. You're developing a pattern. You have. I mean, there's there's incidents you can draw from and say. I don't know what you're possibly was going through your brain in this situation. I don't know what was going. You know, here, yeah. here, 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 <laughs> and none right. of them are explainable. And I mean, that, some of the craziest, strangest. Right. Possible scenarios we've ever had in the history of this sport are associated <laughs> with him now. Right. And like I said, so bring Jeff back. Let's see. Let's ramp this up. You just want to go just completely off, just, let's, you know, dive off the cliff. Let's just. Like, if we're going crazy, let's just let's, get nuts. Let's just see where we go. Bring back Jeff and, and all that. But, I mean, uh, if they had sat him out for the night, I'm, I'd still be okay with that. I, I'm, I'd still be okay with that. I, I, Me too, but he was on my fantasy team, so I'm actually excited <laughs> that he did well. As usual, Boyle's so I, was, I was lobbying right. for my fantasy team and <laughs> early on in the saga. You're like, look, Prater, I know yeah. it was bad. Gallagher, I, I think we need to review the tape after the race. We should get through it. We'll all sit down and work this out. Yeah, we don't need to be rash. Let's not no. make any rash decisions. Don't do anything crazy. <laughs> on it. I think a financial, you know, fin- hit him where it hurts in the wallet. <laughs> but leave his points alone. Yeah, yeah. No, it, and look, it, 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 and again, like Mike Genova, Moto Concepts. This is on you too. You, you embrace the Alessi family, and, and this is your, your team now. You want to? You had Ryan Sipes, and you had Kyle Chisholm, and you were a top ten team, and you had David Villeman managing it, and Jake Canada certainly put in some great rides. You threw that all the way to embrace Mike and Tony and Jeff to an extent. Let's not forget Jeff's move on Josh Grant at Phoenix when he was a Moto Concepts guy, I believe. Um, and now Mike Genova is probably wondering what am I – because, you know, he's probably pissed what's going on. And, and, and he's, he's wondering what is happening. Why am I spending all this money? Well, it looks like, you know, his gamble or his his embracing of the, the Alessis has now just led to three or four controversies. And well, the- and that's the interesting bad. thing to me is I walked by there, and I, I don't. I know you were over the truck, and I just got a very small glimpse. But when I walked by the truck after the race, it looked like it was all smiles over there. Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, just from what I saw, they were. I saw very happy people about him leading the race and getting sixth place. So, like I said, I didn't. Yeah. Hang out over there, but I got a small sample size, and it didn't look like. Holy hell! What was that? And and all the bash, you know, the backlash yeah. that they're getting. Yeah. I didn't see that. I mean, they should be embarrassed and ashamed. By I just by don't that. think they are, though. I know. I don't think so either. Uh, all right. Anything else? Should we move on from this? It is. Uh, it is unfortunate because it almost overshadows how good Tickle was riding. That was the best 
Yeah. I think maybe ever. Uh, he, 450 Super he said he's trying to be pepperoni. He's trying to be a supreme <laughs> pizza. That's what he told me. And I'm like, God, I wish I'd just shut up sometimes. Like, you know? Like. I mean, the whoops. You know what, though? I will say that throughout Tickle's career, when the tracks get really nasty, that yeah, usually see, is where he shines. And Seattle, those whoops were yeah. just like winging a prayer, go yeah. for it. And he just, he did, man. Who, he, at one point, he might have been the fastest guy. The well, I was just going to say, like, I think fr- top to bottom, all night long, Will Hahn looked the best through him to me. Not even Brayton. And I know Weege, I'm sorry. I, I know that's sacrilegious to say. Very upset. But I thought, I thought Will Hahn and maybe Tickle handled those things the best, JT. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought Tickle, I would be hard-pressed to find somebody who looked better in the whoops than Tickle. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Um. Well, hey, uh, by the way, this uh, Racer X podcast presented by, or sponsored by BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer on uh, bike and body parts for you. Anything you need, BTOsports.com has it. And, of course, they've been behind the sport for a long time now with the BTO Sports KTM team. Use the code PULPAMEX to save yourself money at BTOsports.com. And, of course, Fox Racing, the official gear of Ryan Dungey, Ken Roxon, and many more. Foxhead.com, uh, nothing more you can say about those guys. They've got it all. And you can get your Foxhead stuff at BTOsports.com and support everybody on the show. And then when you're getting your suspension done, you can listen to this Race Tech commercial uh, and uh, save yourself money that way. BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech suspension, and they've been around a long time, and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Racetech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thee, the owner of Racetech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech! Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're back. Uh, one last thing on the Alessi thing, Weege. Do you think Alessi was trying to transfer some power at all? It did not run through my mind, but thankfully, one of my faithful <laughs> Twitter followers brought that theory up, and it made my night. I mean, there were a lot of I, – I, most people, I'm sure, that are listening to this are probably following the similar people on social media we are. I mean, it was a field day. There was about, what, 15 minutes of just, can you top this oh, jokes on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All angles. Um, my favorite moments in particular were the shitter says um, Twitter saying, lots of clean racing out there tonight. <laughs> and then the guy saying, do you think Mike was going for a transfer of power? Those are my two personal favorites, but many to pick from. It was like a... Uh, it's like going to a, a, an ice cream shop and saying, is there anything here you would like to eat? Like, my, my, there are many choices. My favorite was, do you think Kenny will take back his iguana? 
that he bought Mike and Jeff <laughs> in 2000 and whatever. That's pretty good. Kenny Watson told the story about buying the, the, the Let's Season Iguana. Oh. Uh, this guy, the, the, if the Iguana is still alive 20-some years later, 15 years later, do you think Kenny will take it back? <laughs> I think that was my favorite. Um, oh, you know what? One thing that JT that you mentioned, and we don't have it as official authority that they were over there. Like, for all we know, they, they, they could have been mad or upset about what happened, but if they weren't, I guess that would be your argument as to why the penalty, the penalty should have to be harsh enough to make them think twice, to make them learn a lesson, right? Because that's why you have penalties, to scare people into yeah. not doing something like that again. And if they didn't get that lesson out of it, and I'm, I feel like, okay, Mathis, the way you've been treated post-Lasergate, not very nice, the way the team has treated you since then. Even though it has been proven pretty much beyond a shadow of a doubt, that they were guilty of everything they were said to be guilty of. So I would not at all be surprised if this isn't even as harsh of a thing they did. If they were able to convince themselves that, ah, Lasergate, whatever, why is everyone, we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Well, that's the way they feel about that, they probably do feel about this. And in that case, they probably should have a harsher penalty because he got to teach these people a lesson. If they walk out of that building feeling like they did nothing wrong that night, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, look. how do you how do you think they're going to spin this on the medley part of the newsletter? <laughs> Comp everyone <laughs> medley. Uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where they Wrestling go with it. Wing arm. Um, Comp pink. Carry heart. Uh, listen, I, I mean, twenty-two I, million followers. I don't want to um, um, get on this too much, but I thought Carrie's tweet was out of line. I like Carrie; he's a friend of mine. I have a lot of respect for him, a lot of time for Kerry Hart. I thought a team owner saying over Twitter, um, "If good thing I'm not in Atlanta, otherwise I would be smashing you and your dad. I, I, come on, you know, like let's, you know, and then, of course, Pink, yeah, how many followers, JT? I mean, for real? 22 million. Oh, That's I, pretty crazy, though. I, that, I, don't, I think it's a good thing maybe for the sport just because the uh, yeah. amount of exposure <laughs> it got. Hey, no, I don't, let's, moment. Let's, they let, probably are like, what the hell is Pink? Is Pink high? <laughs> let's, uh. Let's light the guy on fire. Let's light the 800 on fire. But it helps our sport. But, uh, yeah, we lost the guy. We lost the man. Man overboard. But we got pink to tweet about it. Super cross. Michael Lessie <laughs> gained, like, 3 million followers probably. I checked out his mentions, and um, it's just sad. It's, oh, there yeah, – I mean, I mean like, it's like I tweeted the other day. If you want to see the, the just degradation of humanity, look at people's mentions when they do something stupid. Well, I mean uh, – I, I experienced some of that with Chris Blowskate, you know. Um, nowhere near what Mike got, but something. some people were, I'm like, really, guy? Really? Like, what I said, and you're going to come back with that. Like, yeah. you know. How do you even live with yourself, some of the uh, things right? people say? How, how do you, I, I yeah, don't know I, who these I, people are. I don't know either, but you know what? They walk among us. I know. It's just, it's pathetic. It, it, it really is. And I, and I use that word with full intention of its meaning. Is They're just pathetic. Yeah. No, it's brutal. And. I thought Hart's tweet was out of line. I thought that uh, if I'm the AMA I, I'm, or Feld or somebody, I'm calling Carrie and be like, hey, Carrie, um, are you really going to smash Mike and Tony this weekend in um, Indianapolis or whatever race he's going to? Do we need to – do we have something? Of course Carrie is not going to do that, and of course it was done out of emotion. But I just don't think it's a good look for uh, – Richard Childress is not tweeting, I'm going to smash you, Dale Jr., you know, like – just for example, like we can't be doing that. I don't think we don't want that. Yeah, in any other sport, you know, there would be you would get in huge trouble. I if, mean, if yeah. an owner, if a team owner said that about an athlete, right? Well, we don't yeah. have any kind of bargaining agreement, so there's no way they can do anything. 
No, you know, no, but just in general, if Mark Cuban said, I'm going to smash you, Lamar Odin, or whatever, you know. Right, but they have actual guidelines and rules. This is this is yeah. nom over here. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I transfer power, maybe that was something we, I thought maybe Brock was riding really good. Mike's like, you know, I've heard about this power thing, and like, let's try it, bro. You know? Hey, so. if you took if you combine Mike's starts with Tickle's whoop speed, oh. think of what kind of a beast you would have. Oh, yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, all right, let's move on from that. And, and, and unfortunately, too bad for Mike, too bad for Moto Concepts. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame all around. Thankfully, Tickle was okay because, man, he went flying. That could have been bad. Um, Pike got eighth. Again, JT, solid ride for Wesson Pike, no doubt. Um, man, he hit the ground a lot yesterday, though. He did, yeah. He was down for a long time in practice. Yeah, he jacked his ankle up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been crashing a lot in practice and in the races and all kinds of stuff. So the end result was good, but, man, he went through hell to get there. Yep, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Grant, ninth, short, tenth. Uh, Shorty still keeps his top ten streak intact, though he wasn't very happy with the way he rode. Um, Weird. Uh, he he caught Grant, and then Grant just pulled back away. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, because I would have never expected that to happen. Right. Well, that's Grant's so- first race back. Shorty's pretty strong guy. Very strange. So I can understand why he'd be frustrated. Yep, yep, no doubt. Um, Gurky, Hill, Tedesco. I I talked to Ivan after the race. I, I went up to interview him, and he said, hey, just say I sucked. Just say I sucked. I'm like, ah, all right, you ready? He goes, no, I don't want to do one. He did not want to do an interview. He's like, I just, I was terrible for me. And we talked a little bit after that. Like, Who did you say, Gurky? No, that? Tedesco. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. He, um, looks, he looks horrible all day, he, honestly. He was not happy with himself. Yeah. And, I, I, and I told him. I'm not a guy to run away from stuff, and I said, dude, I don't want to be a dick here, but I really felt like your bike was struggling in the whoops. At the end of the whoops, you were getting eaten up. Weed, you saw it. Oh, yeah, you pointed out, you are talking about the 350-450 yeah, thing, and it yeah. was like last five whoops in both sections. Just he, so no, there's, no way, there's no way, in my opinion, that you can build a set of whoops that come right out of a turn that where the turn was that shitty, for lack of a better term, that it's, it's not going to help to have 100 more cc's of power in that no, situation. No, no, no way. No. Um, Chris Bloss was in a rental car this weekend, so good for job for Chris Bloss. I don't know what he's doing. Somehow he's did getting... they did they let him pull the rental car into the stadium and pit out of it? I don't know. I don't. I don't th- Matt, Factory Metalworks was supposed to take his bike, but they had their trailer disaster, and I don't really know exactly. But good for Bloss, 15th. Um, <laughs> Chisholm was riding well, all in this heat or semi was semi. One of those races, he was, again, riding really well. I thought he had his best main event last week. He was a little sick this week, so 17th. We talked about Tomac. And Nicoletti, oh, he didn't ride all week from his uh, crash in Dallas, but he's ridden three races, uh, made the main in all of them. But uh, I think he – has he finished? He hasn't finished two out of three. Did he finish his first week? I think he did. San Diego. Yeah, it was barely. I mean, kind he, of. Right. He was riding around. Yeah, so, I mean, this is – I don't know if my benching thing is going to happen. I guess is really what I got to say. Like, yeah, what's the alternative if you bench someone? Like Nicoletti's not showing me that, that right. they should bench someone. What are you going? What are you benching someone for? Yeah, um, but it's tough to come off the off the bench. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the riding isn't great, but the crashing has got to stop. He crashed. He crashed this weekend again, and that's why he yeah. was so bad. Yep. You know that. You just can't crash every time you go out there, or you're not going to be out there very long. So. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, anything else on 450s, or do you want to move on to 250s? That's ninth for Grant. 
pretty impressive. I mean, he didn't even race the last uh, couple races, and this track was tough. That was he was strong at the end, too. That was trying to make that point. It was more about short, but Grant, you know, I'm sure short didn't just give it to him. Grant kept it, you mm-hmm. know, so impressive for sure. I'd love to tell you guys what Nick Way changed on his bike, but it's total embargo over there, total cone of silence. It's like Cuba. Yeah, not, not being allowed to know what is going on. It seems like nothing. Everyone's playing coy, but, oh, we know. Fidel Way. Um, all right, let's move to 250s. Um, first off, before we get to the 250, the guys who finished, uh, Weege, Jeremy Martin, again, doesn't qualify – I think someone picked him for the title. Now, I don't know if it was one of you jerkies or like a Racer X guy. He was, I said, I felt like Jeremy Martin. I picked Davos, but I really, really wanted to pick Jeremy Martin. That yeah. was what I said. Well, it's not going to happen. No. We, we, we did the Townley stat in Racerhead about, you know, B, I didn't know this, but BT missed the first main event of that year. When he no, won his the, bike blew up. Okay. He DNF'd Atlanta. Oh, but he made the main? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's in the main. Yep. Okay. So he got a point. But anyways, whatever. Um, he had a point, but you also have a point. Is there, is there any stats, Weege, for two, two, two main events missed and championships won? Yes. Uh, I don't even know. Do we, need to, uh, do we need to even bother researching that? What do uh, you think? He was terrible in the whoops, man. And, and his teammate, A-Rod, Alex, Alex Rodriguez, Anthony Rodriguez, uh, Alex Rodriguez, Anthony Rodriguez, <laughs> um, Alex Rodriguez probably wouldn't be very good through the whoops either. I don't know. He's strong. Yes, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, Rodriguez wasn't good through the whoops either, JT. Both guys were bad. Yeah, Rodriguez has had some really big get-offs as well. Uh, he's crashed almost every time out. And he, he's very animated when he crashes. I, I, want, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. but I saw, his, I saw in practice he did the hands. He threw the hands up. Yeah, he yeah. was doing that at Dallas too. So clearly this is a something he is a habit for him so it's, it's getting your, comical for me now your phone has got a little like your cord is jacked yeah up, i don't know so. what's going on with sorry okay. all right um yeah he's clearly uh this must be something that goes on for him every time he crashes because well, he jumps around flails okay. his hands well, he was you, pointing at his head over and over in dallas <laughs> look look at have you seen rodriguez is spanish they are they are fiery they are hot-blooded have you Feisty. seen have you seen the uh, Matadors and those guys? I mean, they go off. Like, you know, my wife's Mexican slash Spanish. Very hot, very feisty. These things happen. Yeah. So, uh, same same name, Rodriguez. My, my wife's uh, surname. Um, anyway, so Martin, back to Martin. Weege, just a disaster. Just a complete disaster. Yeah, and uh, it's, it isn't just the circumstances that are keeping him out of the main but he's barely even riding good enough to get in there speed-wise also. No, like, he's geez. not riding good or fast, at, even when he isn't getting bad starts and crashing. I don't even understand. Um, I don't remember the last time we've seen someone this good be this bad for really no reason. And, and, and what makes it even a little weirder is, you know, I watched him as an amateur and stuff like that, and kind of the same thing with his brother. I feel like one of the strengths that he has is that he's known as a hard-working guy and a trainer and all that. Like, mm-hmm. there are some guys where you feel like any night could be the night where they go off the deep end and just start partying and they never return. <laughs> but I don't think that that is, like, his style at all. So it's like you can't even point to, well, eh, you never know, this was a time bomb all along. That's what makes it even stranger. Um, 
Weston Pike just tweeted a photo of his ankle. Wow. I just retweeted it. Anyways, uh, sweet Jesus. Anyway, so does he care? He doesn't care, no. Okay, um, so, yeah, not not good, but um, I guess, yeah. The poor you... Yamaha guys. Yeah. Man, the poor Yamaha guys. I think it was like they had finally allowed themselves to believe again. It had been a couple <laughs> years of like, wait a minute. Wait, what? Okay, what was, what was win a title. What was their tagline with James? Wasn't it like believe or moving forward or something, their advertising campaign? I don't know. Something like that? Yeah, it was like, uh, do you see blue? Maybe that was it. I don't know. Uh, dream in blue? Is it dream in blue? I don't know, but right now, whatever it's going on, it's not, not working out. But I mean, like, Brayton's had some good rides, and, you know, they got new bikes, and things are starting to come around. But yeah. in general, I'd say Martin is the first, hey, we've got a shot to win a championship. Yes, yes. In a couple years. So that's really going to hurt. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Well, from what I know, Bobby Reagan's a really calm and soothing hand over there. Like, I'm sure there's lots of encouragement and just gentle, you know, um, gentle uh, talk, you know. So I'm sure that that helps a lot. Attention all other factory lights teams. Go get Jeremy Martin's phone number and start sucking up to him right now. <laughs> right, right. Okay, all right. Let's get to the, 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 the actual main event. Davalos, uh, man, I've been there. It's been a struggle. I've been pumping this kid up. Um, time and time again, and we finally did it. We we got our main event. It's a it's a good feeling, Weech. How nervous were you during? Not that he was going to win. Not not that you were didn't yeah. want you don't yeah. not want him to win. But knowing the storm was coming, like it's going to happen tonight's the night. I oh, what's coming now? I feel like the I don't have a storm as much as I thought. No. I thought I would get the storm, but I got a few. Um, Cincerillo was maybe the worst. Um, his teammate, uh, but I put out a striker. He's the one that could have stopped it. I know. I put out a strike early, like a, a preemptive tweet. Like, I never said he wasn't fast or, you know, like just FYI. And I feel like that may have calmed some people down. But, um, hey, he almost threw it away on the last lap. He came off the, 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 triple, the triple on off, and he endoed into that take, into that. Wow. He almost ate yeah. crap. Um, yeah. But, hey. We said he was going to we going into the race, going into the season. All three of us, before we even saw him ride, we're like, we think he breaks the streak this year. We think he wins. And after Dallas, again, we're like, this guy's on fire. He's going to win tonight. Tonight in Dallas, he's going to win. And he didn't, of course. But uh, he full props for him. He can now. I I think he'll win again. I think he'll fight for this title, JT. And uh, maybe he's turned a corner. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there were many people that know the history of Davos that weren't happy to see him win that. Whether you don't like the guy or not, I mean, he, the guy's really, really talented, really fast, and, you know, I mean, as, as much of a deal as we make about this, think how much it had to bother him. You know, no one knows the struggles he's had more than him. So mm-hmm. I, I was really happy to see it. I have no connection to Martin Davos per se, I, but I was still like, I was like, man, he really deserves that. Like, it's. Long overdue, which, you know, we've all made light of. But he, he's re- come so close so many times, and I'm sure he's just laid in bed agonizing over this stuff. So I, I was happy to see it. Um, I don't know who I'm happy for, Martin or Dan Truman. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> even know. Uh, but, <clears throat> no, good for Martin. I've, I've, look, I've, I've never I, – I think he's a nice guy. By all accounts, he's a nice guy, very friendly. Um, he's, I've always said he's talented. He's always been fast. He's had great bikes. 
It's amazing that in nine years he has not won a race until this weekend. But he's done it, and I'm sure it's a huge weight, and I'm sure he's going to win again. Do we, I mean, Weege, he'll win again. Oh, I mean. Yeah, like he looks great. I mean, this is, the floodgates are open. Look out now. I mean, who knows what could happen at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know. Like five so, in a row or something. Good job by him. I, I, I am curious if he has a killer season. Like, is he going to point out? I, again, I don't really know. He had a crappy year last year. I don't think he got 100 points because he was injured. Maybe he did. And I don't even know the rules for sure. But I think it's 120 now. Three years of 120 or a title. If he wins yeah, a title, he's out for sure. Yeah, if he wins a title, he's out for sure. If he wins a title, he's out for sure. But, uh, you know, yeah. Well, if he wins a title, I think he probably wants to be out, I would think. Yeah. Like, how long do you want to do this? You finally did it, you know. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. let's move on. I right. would think I'm, I can't speak for him, but if it yeah. was me, that's kind of that would be my approach. Uh, seeing Cirillo, man, pulls a whole shot from the gate outside. What a what what we could have seen was a Jeremy Martin night out of Adam Seen Cirillo. Two crashes in the in the heat um, comes through though. And again, no reason to not think this kid's a real deal, Weege. No, um, uh, you know. He's just... Although I will, um, I'll give you a little credit on the prediction of the whoops might eat him up uh, if it were not for the position of the tough blocks. It could be totally different. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that could have been a nasty crash in the whoops, but he landed right on the on the foam. It's not. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not wishing harm on the guy, but and he was a little upset with me afterwards. Like he's like, "Hey, really? Like really?" And I'm like, he looked a no, little. He wasn't. No. There was some other stuff said when you weren't paying attention. Oh, okay. um, I, I, I just he looked sketchy through the whoops, man. He looked he's a small guy. Although hey, he's grown a lot, and I noticed that this weekend. I was like, we need to stop small guy stuff. He's bigger than Villapoto. Are you talking about AC? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's stop. tall. Yeah, he's tall. No, he, he's, he is not yeah. a small guy no. anymore. He cannot ride super I minis. Bet. He cannot ride super minis anymore. No, I bet you he weighs more than Villapoto now too. You think? I mean. Villapoto is shorter, and they don't get much skinnier. Like, how yeah. much skinnier can you get? Yeah, yeah. So we have to stop with the small talk because the 450 champion, right? he's probably bigger than or at least the same. Well, look, he looked sketchy in the whoops, and I said in a pre-race thing that I think he's going to go have trouble with the whoops, and he did, but I'm not, not, not that I'm super pumped that I called the guys crashing. But, yeah, he looked like he was sketchy, but he figured them out. Guys were ended up jumping through them by the main event anyways. But I'm just impressed that – on the LCQ, he had a crappy gate pick, and he pulled the start. And, again, he's not a small guy, so it's not like he's going to get the start every time. And then in the main event, again, he pulls the start. Like, that's just – that's the stuff that champions do, winners do. Guys like McGrath and RC. I don't know if RC ever won an LCQ, but – Yes, uh, he did. He's on every DC video every weekend. RC? No. I, I said uh, – No, no. MC. I said this is what uh, MC does is what RC does, and I, but I don't know if RC ever won an LCQ. Um when you have to make it happen, you do it, you know, and, and, and I don't want to throw Jeremy Martin under the bus, but he had to make it happen, and he hasn't, and uh, good for Adam. I think that shows a lot when you, when you fight through adversity like that, and you have to get that start, or you're effed, and he does it. I just think it's, it says something. It's a special special something, Weege. That is a really good point, because I think Villapoto, kind of similar if you just turn the TV on and watch it Saturday night, you'd be like, oh, Villapoto won his heat uh, and very nearly won the main event and finished second. And you would think that's just another and a series of decent rides for the champ. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in practice, we were all like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. What is?" And I think we were getting 
you know, text of, is he heard? Is something wrong? What do you guys know? Like, it was getting to that point. Um, but then in the night show, Filippoto just put himself in position, and you almost wouldn't have known there were all these problems. So, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Like, that's a similar uh, Chad, situation. Chad and RC did it, too. Chad would get uh, come around the first turn in, I don't know, eighth. You know, and then he'd, by the end of the first straight, you know, he's sneaking in there, and he's putting the balls out on the crossbar, and then he's in third, you know, or second. And this is just what champions do. Just that, like, gritty, intangible thing that they make work. And and I, I was impressed with seeing Cyril. I mean, I'm not trying to – Davalos could very easily win his title and beat him. But I, I, there's certain litmus tests, I think, and that's one for AC where you're like, yeah, like, this kid's – he's a winner. You know what? Have you noticed – okay, so we only had two East Coast races. And I know we had a bunch of West, and it's the same bike and yada, yada. But I've really noticed that the Pro Circuit bikes look really fast on the starts. I mean, AC starts last night were a really good sign of that, but yeah. they are up front on the start, and they are they look like they're out motoring people to me. Yeah, I mean, I asked Mitch. Uh, I said, "Hey, congratulations!" By the way, on the sweep last weekend, and he was like, "Oh, by the way, I talked to him about the Baggett thing too." And again, I just I, I I'm I'm not on the wrong track with it, but me going, "Oh my God, that's brutal!" Eh, they, don't, they don't unless he's hiding something, but they don't feel that way over there. Mitch is like. Yeah, that would have been nice, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't like, I don't know. Yeah, I know you were very much on that bandwagon. Yeah, and I was yeah, kind of yeah. like, eh, whatever. Yeah. If, I did, if it was me, I would have done the same thing. Right, right. And yeah, maybe I was a bit too harsh with that, or, or maybe I, you know, my opinion was, I, I, mean, I guess maybe I should never be a team manager or a team owner, because I, I would have freaked out. You should be a marketing guy, maybe. I should be. Because you were very worried about it on the marketing side. <laughs> I was, I was. Um but anyways, I talked to Mitch. I said, hey, congratulations on the Dallas sweep. And he's like, thank you. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of guys that were enjoying your struggles. I'm sure there's a lot of guys. And he goes, yep, yep. And I go, uh, you know, I got thinking that maybe, you know, you guys weren't that good. And he's like, oh, I know. I know they were enjoying it. I know. We got them, though. <laughs> so kind of funny. I still, after all these years, he's so competitive, you know. He still wants to do so great. Uh, Bogle third. Good ride for Bogle. Wharton all day long, Weege. We thought Wharton was going to do some damage, and I guess a fourth isn't bad, but someone picked him from the win, I think, in our pre-race podcast. Yeah, and that's the thing with Wharton. Like, you right. just don't know which Wharton you're going to get. He was just kind of just another guy out there in Dallas, and then in Atlanta from, like, the very first lap, you're like, oh, wait, he could be the guy. And then yeah. next week in Indy, you 50-50, flip a coin, which Wharton you're going to get. Um, it's not the typical inconsistency of he wins or crashes. It's he gets a podium or he gets fifth. I don't understand it. So I think in, in this case, though, it was just bad circumstances. He, God, do you guys remember the heat race with Cole Thompson? Like, there was a big double over the start straight. Thompson cleared 85% of it, bounced, <laughs> wobbled. Wharton got taken down. Yeah. Uh, main event, I think Wharton washed out. It was just he ended up having some bad circumstances. I think he could have had the same. He yeah. could have gotten third yeah. instead of Bogle, maybe. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I think Bogle got him though. I think Blake was ahead of him, and I don't know why. I, thought, I, I asked Bogle. I thought Wharton crashed, and like the same time that A Rod crashed, Wharton crashed. I thought. Oh, okay. Separate incidents. Okay. Separate incidents in the same. I believe that's what happened. Um, but there's no doubt we saw Davos and Cien Cirillo are a step above everybody else. We right now, like I, I think if Bogle, I, I mean, I don't think. Even if Wharton had pulled no, the there start. was no sign that they no. were closer, but there wasn't a sign that they were going to beat them. No. I think they were more competitive than they were last week. But yep, yep. Uh, By the way, this is something weird too. Davalos won, 
But don't you kind of feel, I felt that Cincerulo was closer to running with Davalos this time. Like if that Dallas race and Davalos doesn't crash, he wins by like five minutes. Right, right. But here it was fairly close. Yeah. Throughout, even though the order was reversed, I, I, AC that was makes. AC was well. The yellow lights really screwed AC up. He thought he had a single on the yellow flashing, and it's actually you you can you can jump, but you have to be caution. You have to show caution, and that cost him. He said eight seconds. Um, the two laps that he did that, um, and there were I, I'm I need to watch. I didn't watch the race yet, but there were a lot of dudes jumping with a lot of flags waving, and they've been they've watched that and they've. They've monitored that pretty closely, but obviously there wasn't anything there. But we there were some people tweeting us that they were going to maybe possibly penalize Davalos for jumping on. Well, it was just fans are watching on TV said, oh, it's so blatant, yeah. Davalos has got to be penalized. So I don't know what that yeah, was. So I, I'm still, I haven't watched it yet either. Okay, yeah, JT, did you watch it? No, I guess you're on the road. So Yeah, I watched it live, and I was like, oh, no, they can't. if they take this away... Right. And I'm like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a triple. It wasn't a red cross. It was just a, yeah. you know, yeah. so... I actually had to catch myself. I'm like, no, he's fine because yeah. I watched AC roll it. But uh, yeah. well, could you imagine though if Davos won his first race and then they took it away from him? Oh, yeah. you just have to retire on the spot. <laughs> okay, it's not meant to be. I'm done. Right, I'm out. I'm out. Drop the mic. I'm done. Um, <laughs> uh, Baggett, thirteenth uh, bad start came up the fifth. Baggett looked all right. Looked okay. Um, you know, I'm, he's my pick for the title, but I may have to change that here. Free six. No, I think it's incomplete on him. He's fine. Like, yeah. I don't think you can say, okay, forget it. Davos yeah. since I've got him covered. He had a horrible start. He did. Uh, Freeze and Dakotas, uh, six, seven. Good rise by those guys. Yeah. Um, Thompson, eight. Thompson came from 18th to eight. Terrible start. Got two guys on the last lap. So, um, Alex Martin crashed out. Or, well, he, cra- he got 16th, but he was stuck in between a couple of lanes. Bichelia crashed twice, I think. Didn't, he's off to a rough start. His first two races. Same with Anthony Rodriguez, right? Two, yep. two DNFs to start. Bichelia, two D- DNFs to start. So, uh, But the Factory Metalworks team, Free 6, Catanzaro 13th, and Jace Owen 18th. Not bad. Three guys in the main event with no trailer. So good for those, good for those guys in that team. Um, yeah, uh, Dakotas. I guess I did. Dakotas won the Pulp Mex poll. I gave him five hundred bucks after the race, um, and he made a purse money joke about that. And I was like, "Oh no, dude, don't, no, dude, don't." Um, but he he uh, he was posting some stuff on social media about the two fifty purse, and I guess he did have a meeting with the Feld guys. I don't know what happened, what the result was, but they said, "Hey, let's let's talk about it." And he, like we said, we joked about the pre racing. He didn't have any cement shoes on, so oh, good Jimmy D. Maybe he's you know trying to. Stick up for his uh, fellow lights guys or fellow two fifty guys. So, um, he's been solid though. Two races. He crashed last week in Dallas, but he's been good. Uh, what else? Kyle Cunningham. I, I, like I said, I tried to talk to Kyle after the race. Media I, block out. I feel like Kyle um, should be better, right? He's got skills. He's fast, but he's had a rough start two, through two races. Oh, I don't have the points in the two fifty points in front of me, but. Hasn't been that good. I would have expected no. He crashed. Uh, he wouldn't do an interview with me, and it wasn't Kyle's fault. He's he's a nice guy. He said, "Hey, I don't think I can talk to you." And I'm just like thinking to myself, "Well, I'm the only media guy probably trying to get the story about what happened to you." So you know, thanks a lot, but whatever. Thanks a lot, but whatever. Starling, 14th. Hey, what about uh, Zimmer? Ryan Zimmer, no graphics. I like that. That's bold. Taking a book out, page out of Michael Weeb's book. Yeah, just no graphics, bro. Just I, I got red shrouds. Check me out. So, 
Didn't it seem like on the West Coast, more than ever, the 250 guys, their bikes were all different colors. There was a lot of black Cowies and black Hondas and green Hondas. and like. Didn't you guys notice that? Yellow. I, I, white is very popular all white, around there was year, white, I yeah, know, like, I don't think any of us are fans of. Like these, uh, these privateers, they're striking back. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll make my bike all white. You don't know what it is. And at this point, outside of a KTM the, 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 and the Yamaha, the things look pretty, pretty close. Suzuki, Honda, Cowie look pretty close. Yeah, it's hard to tell by looking without color, yep. for sure, when yep. you see a big aluminum frame. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, anything else on 250s? Uh, that triple in front oh. of us in the press box. Oh, oh man. Well, for the 250 guys. They rounded it off, and it was a little better, but holy smokes. Yeah, guys are coming out of that turn. And, I mean, first they had that double to deal with it jumped over the start straight. That was, uh, you know, some Hail Marys and then give it, give it some gas for a lot of guys. And then that triple, man, there were so many guys pulling up over that thing. It was gnarly. Big crashes. Yeah. There was a lot of crashes because uh, the, the whoops were big. Um, Josh Hill went down. Justin Barsha went down. Um, Bogle went down. Um, yeah. A lot, of guys, a lot of big names again, just like we said in Dallas. Like a lot of guys hitting, hitting the dirt. Yeah. Um, true. All right. Uh, is that it? Is that all we? Uh, is that all we got for this? We talked about Tomac. Uh... Hey, did you guys see Jimmy Albertson do the big uh, boner air on the parade lap and almost uh, bounce his head off the crossbar? Yeah, he did that on purpose. You think he went that far on purpose? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Why would you do that? Like it looked like it could hurt. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the thing. He's trying to the people that don't know. He's trying to make it look like he's. Well, of course, I get that part, but slamming down that hard, that far, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that's that's part of the act, for okay. sure. <laughs> part Definitely. of the act. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, hmm. I'm very excited. Uh, Jimmy's got his, the, uh, the old trainer, Greg Doranzo, back, or as uh, he's more commonly referred to, Greg Doranzo. He was the, <laughs> uh, the huge, muscular guy from Jersey. He used to also train Trey Kennard. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's working yeah, with Jimmy? So, uh, I, no I, more stagey. I guess, on a Tuesday. What's that? No more Seiji? Jimmy was with him? Oh, yes. Oh, man. We probably already... The, the worms are out of the can. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking, not telling. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I, didn't, I didn't know Seiji was with Jimmy, so I didn't ask Dorenzo where Seiji fits into this mix now. But uh, I'm very I excited think, to have Dorenzo back. I a think big, so. oh, tattooed, muscular, bald guy from Jersey is a great addition to any sport, in my opinion. <laughs> I think Seiji's out. Yeah, it wasn't working out from what I gather. But, again, with riders and their trainers, please, everybody, try to keep it in mind. You can't. It's impossible to uh, to know who's working with who and who jumped ship and, you know. Um, so, yeah, who knows. But, yeah, that's interesting. Um, did you talk to Brayden after the race, Weech? Nah, he was over um, talking to the Pirelli guys. It, I don't know if it was because of the track was difficult or what. But it seemed like more riders were in long discussions with their teams and such. I ran into that a lot. Maybe it was just the timing of when I just happened to get to each truck at each time. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Now, Brain was deep talking to the Pirelli guys. And uh, when I tried to get the Tickle, he was in a team debrief. Eventually, the Tickle interview had to happen, as we all know. So yeah, yeah. I've, to get him, I've, been tr- was- I've been trying to talk to Tickle all year long. And I go over there, and he's gone. He's just like a ghost. And then Watson gives me crap. And I'm like, dude, here I am. Where's your guy? You know. One time he was in a meeting. So, of course, 
the one time I spot him was, you know, obviously I want to talk to him also about what happened, but I didn't want to be one of those guys. Yeah, I just come around when you know you get trans, you get T-boned by the transfer of power, Michael Lessie. But I'm like, hey, I, I I've tried to find you and you're just never around. It's it's a weird game with these guys. Like sometimes they just get out of there, and I and I, I it's weird. I, they just leave, and you're like, but there is a lot of media nowadays around ta- wanting to talk to these guys, and we all do the same, you know, run around like uh, rats on a sinking ship trying to find these guys. But I don't think that. They're concerned with waiting for you guys. No, I know, but should they be? I don't think so. Okay. All right. No. Okay. So we're just lucky to get them. Yes. That's my so official a different opinion. System. I mean, uh, they don't know if we're actually coming over there or where we are, so what are they waiting for? Like, how? what, what could they do? I don't think that they care. I don't. Okay. I, I really don't. I mean, that's sad to say, and and it's really important for the sport and people want to hear everything, but I think of all the things they're worried about going on during the day after the race, I don't think that they're worried about getting their right, you know right. post-race interviews done. It's weird, though. You see the same guys who do kind of wait around a long time. But, and I think a lot of that is they're signing autographs and doing stuff, but I don't think, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't leave yet. i gotta, I got to wait for Weege and Mathis to come over and do their yeah, thing. Yeah, no, 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 I agree with that. But it does seem then I agree with that. So then that means there's a lot of guys waiting just hanging out with fans for a long time. I, yeah, I do yeah. think the autograph thing, they think they, I feel like they think that's important because, or for whatever yeah. reason, right. I, just the feeling I get. And but, I, I think that that side is, we don't talk about that enough, is, and it goes along with me, what I've learned is, you know, my life after racing is these autograph signings and all this stuff is hugely important for all the things that drive the sport. Just as you know, just like what you guys are doing, the interviews, the fans want to hear this stuff, but I don't think that it, that translates to the riders all the time. So. Uh, Weege, do you try to not talk to some guys because you talk to them all the time? Like I do. I try. <laughs> I, I, you know, I could have talked to Jimmy Albertson or Kyle Chisholm this weekend. I'm like, I just talk to them a lot. They're always around. They're but my buddies. So I didn't talk to them. Do you do that? Yeah, I do try to mix it up. Like, yeah. I, I mean, for example, I don't go. I don't interview Brayton every weekend. You know, you're only going to get say, yeah. 10 guys total at a good night, maybe eight total for both classes. So you got to mix it up. But I do have to admit that there are certain guys I know, like I told Way this weekend, I'm like, hey, I just want you to know that you seem to talk, end up talking to Mathis almost every weekend, so that's why I usually don't come over here. And I should tell Shorty the same thing. Like, you end up seeing Shorty, it seems like, almost every weekend anyway, right? Yeah, usually because I come by the truck and, and, yeah, just say hi or whatever. I like those guys, the BTO guys, so... Right. Yeah. So in the end, it's not because I don't want to get shorty. It's because I know you probably have it, and yeah. us both interviewing the same guy is pointless. That, so it's, that's why it's I don't. Weird. That's why I yeah. don't go talk to Dungey a lot. I know you got him. <laughs> that's the only reason why. Yeah. No. I'm just like we just that's we just got and he's got him, and so I don't need to go over there right now. Um, the other, but, the other, uh, the other thing is like um, you know I don't. If there's fans out there to sign autographs, they'll do it. And if we're standing out there, they'll do it. But there's always fans. I mean, every truck has at least five people, and if it's James Stewart's truck, there's 100. If it's Chad's truck, there's 100. Yeah. My favorite point, part was while I was interviewing Tickle, a fan came over and asked him for an autograph, and the fan had a huge handful of, like, somebody's goggles and some other guy's hat. Yeah. And he had, oh, yeah, he had a Michael Leslie, Leslie radiator shroud. Oh. And we were trying. Even Brock was in on it. We were like, do you want Brock to sign Michael Leslie's radiator shroud? And he's like, well, and Brock's like, I'll sign it. I'll sign it right over his name. I'll sign it right here where it has his name. Can I please, can I sign it? Can I please sign like, it? Right. Yeah, the kid. I don't think he said please, but the kid and the kid like 
didn't want to be mean to a rider who I'm sure he thinks is a hero, but really didn't want him to do it. <laughs> oh, it would have been awesome. I was telling Jordan to get the video camera ready. That would have been great. Yeah, that would have been pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, in Moto Concepts, they save us all the time with their post-race reports. Yes. I mean, so they... Oh, that is one of their factors. Maybe I should do an MXA-style shootout on, um, on um, the press releases that teams send out. Yeah. The Geico team releases and this year's RCH releases are superb. And it, in the back, I mean, I should still be talking to these guys, but it is in the back of my mind, like, I'm not always in a panic. Yeah. Because I'm like, they usually put real quotes, positive, negative, and I've got that as a little backup. Yeah, that's true, right? That's a good point. Yeah, it works out okay. Um, JT, I mean, just to J- solve some mysteries sometimes, like, what happened to this guy? I, you know you'll hear about it. JT, when you raced, and God, it's been so long, I can't remember. Like, did you hang out? I don't think, I think you split early. You were always mad. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, nobody no. really wanted to talk to me too much. No, but still, I mean, you, you know. It, it depended. Uh, sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. I, you know? I, I got to say, um, I know they've been winning this year, but I've been very impressed with Chad and James. Uh, James this weekend kind of kind of got out a little early. It wasn't his night. He did sign some stuff, though. I saw that and all that. But I, for the win or lose, Chad and James have been out there from what I've seen Signing everything, talking to everybody. And you know what? You know what helps, I think, too, for those guys, hmm. is they're staying about seven feet from where they're standing. Right, right, right. They're yeah. just all they're going to do is turn around and walk in the motorhome, and they're they're done. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody else is like, I got to go find food, I got to get to the hotel, all these things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that I'm not saying that's the only reason, but I think that helps. Yeah, maybe they don't have anywhere to be. Yep. All right. Anything else? We've given some fans a real, real look at the some of the post race interviews. So I don't know if that's thrilling or not, or is that dumb, or I, I don't even know. But yeah, we'll probably all, a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. All right, everybody. This has been the uh, BTOSports.com Racer X podcast, presented by our friends at Fox Racing. Uh, thank you, everybody. This is uh, Atlanta wrap up. Indianapolis this weekend. Weed, you are not going. Yep, pulling a shoot. Sorry, guys. Wow. Wow. That's right. Wow. Yep, yep, driving distance for about four other Morgantowners, so uh, they can have it. Enjoy it. I'm shocked. Shocked. I was considering flying in Friday afternoon just to go out Friday night um, and then just come home Saturday. Oh, um, how was the DMXS parties, guys? How was it? Let's talk, talk a little bit Great about time. that. Great time. Was it fun? Great time. Yes. The original and still best motocross radio show. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Fox Racing sponsors this show, JT, so, you know. I know not what you speak of. <laughs> I know not what we speak of. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, usually the DMXS guys get together in Atlanta and put together a little shindig. Our buddy David Iser did, did, wasn't at the party on Friday night, not that I went, and then didn't show up the races because he had an eardrum problem. So I never got any Iser this hey, weekend. And then when practice started, the bikes were too loud. Yeah, he, blew, he had his eardrum blown out. He has his pilot's license. Uh-huh. He was in a hangar, and somebody turned a jet on and just blasted it, which is supposedly, you know, most things with planes are restricted. Like, yeah. you know, they're very highly regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed to do that. A person's supposed to go and make sure no one's standing around because you could seriously lose your hearing. Yep. Or I guess if you got hit by the jet blast, it, he said it'd be like getting hit by a fire hose. Like, you could get launched. Oh. Um, so his eardrums have been blown out. So once practice started, he had to leave. That's oh, wow. Plane. Does that heal? Is that something that heals? Or is he jacked? He's got to get surgery now. Really? He, he had a couple of weeks of hoping it would fix itself, but it did not. Oh, yeah. bummer. So, so party was a good time. Um, 
You guys saw well, Speaking some... of eardrums being blown out, the party's too freaking loud. What do you think, JT? I couldn't, you can't even do anything. I don't know. I had so much alcohol that it didn't matter. <laughs> there, was so much, there was so much pounding going on in my head anyway. Yeah, you were struggling Saturday morning. So was uh, Greg Albertson, too. Jimmy's a mechanic brother. He's like, oh, man, I did, I, I did a bad thing. I went, it was too much. I, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's not good. I had about seven too many shots, I think. Oh, wow. See, that's why I, I, uh, I stayed back in the room. I oh, went... I don't regret it. I had a great time. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's be clear on that. Okay, all right. I wonder why I only it... saw JT once during the whole thing, and it was just a quick, yeah, we just, just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sounds about oh, right. He's, and he's w- going strong right now. And Watson even made an appearance, so. Yes. Kenny yes, told probably. me, Kenny told me, hey, Mathis, we should go together and just walk in together and just, you know. The punk- like everyone would have turned around. The music would have cut off. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's like, you know, just the pulp guys. Lights on. And I- I'm music like, off. Yeah. It's not Kelly Smith and Luddington back in the day. It'd been like a showdown. Like, right. wee, wee, wee. <laughs> and Kevin <laughs> Kelly oh, whipped around. I'm home from vacation early. Right. Oh. Um, anyway, so, yeah. so uh, I'll give that party credit. Um, it doesn't, for those of us like, like us who go to most of the races and travel every weekend, like, people probably think that we're out partying every Friday and Saturday night. It doesn't happen that often. Like that party actually does bring a lot of people out that I don't think are normally yeah. out. So they're doing something right. I will. Uh, I will make an appearance on Friday night in Toronto. That is when I go out Friday night, Toronto, the motherland. So, um, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you, JT. Thank you, Weege. Appreciate Atlanta Supercross wrap up. Lots to talk about. Um, wow. Yeah. What, what more can you say? Entertainment all around. And I just. I think again. Bring back Jeff. We need him. Bring him back. I, I think that it would be terrific. Thanks, guys. All right. See you. See you guys. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of 
the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years.